Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we come to the first Sunday that we begin, uh, the Sundays of the approach to the Nativity of our Lord, this is Sunday of the Holy Forefathers, and the next week will be the Sunday of the Fathers that have gone on before Christ. We also, in the hymnody, we pick up a major theme for the season, which is the image or the experience of the three holy youth in the fire, in the flame. This motif follows us liturgically throughout the year. We're uh, having visual every Saturday evening uh, and doing the canon, and then one of the odes is basically dedicated to the memory of the three holy youth. So they are a prime icon for this time. So why the three holy youth? Of the images from the Old Testament as we're preparing for the nativity, why would it be this? Why not something else? We want to hesitate, I guess, or hazard, I guess. Illumined but not consumed. Mm-hmm. So you you sang. So you you got to see the words. Yes. So one of the hymns explicating the reason for this, as Erica uh, reminded us from the hymnody of this feast, is that there is an image of salvation, specifically of uh, kind of an echo of the burning bush that the hymnody picks up on. You, you, you got so, you guessed so well that you're hitting my third point. So, I'll, we'll come back to the third point. Does that have to do with, uh, uh, like, Mary being like the burning bush, and then the flame, the, the boys coming out of the flame, like, right. like Jesus coming out of Mary? Yes. So, that, there's that echo of the burning bush is in one of the hymns. So, I, you know what? I don't know why I even ask, because I always kind of hate when you ask that question, the teacher asks that question, and he's like, well, you have the answer in your head, and so if we're going to try to guess this, we could be here forever. So I'm just going to cut this and say, all right, here's why I think. <laughs> we have the three holy youth right now. They're a perfect icon of the entire Old Testament. They hold within themselves a lot of the tensions that you find throughout the Old Testament. They are sojourners. They are, if you read the first few chapters of the book of Daniel, they're sojourners in a foreign land. They are, uh, as in sojourners, and not only are they just kind of pilgrims there, but they are actually, they've been captured, right? This isn't that they're vacationing there or they're passing through. They were forced, or their parents were forced to leave their land. They're pilgrims. They're also, they're different from everybody else, or they're called out by God specifically to be different from everybody else around them. And this manifests itself in very specific ways. Do you remember the way in which they stand out? What is asked of them? Yes. They're supposed to eat, if I meat and wine. <gasps> or a chocolate bunny. <laughs> is that your nativity, your nativity fast? 
That's the bad detail version. Okay. I was like, that shouldn't tell me fast. A weak point, Deacon. Okay. They're not supposed to eat meat or wine. Instead, they're supposed to opt for vegetables and water. Well, not only do they present a, a nice icon of the Old Testament and what Israel was supposed to do in their faithfulness, they also they need to echo one of the things that's going on right now that we're in the Nativity fast. They are asked, in being sojourners, to stick out, to be different, in some very specific, practical ways, just like Israel had been. And they're enticed multiple times. They're also, because what is going on? They're being taught. They are actually learning, because they, their captors want them to become leaders in this new land that they're in. So they don't have a problem with stepping up and leading in this situation, but they're not going to be unfaithful. They also then, this is just like Israel, who, if we think back on Israel, they don't really usually do very well when they're sojourners. They usually end up looking like and acting like and taking on the gods of whoever they're around, whoever seems to have social, political, financial gains, then they're okay with kind of following that. But we have with these three youth, and there's also emphasis on their youth, that they are going to, even, it's kind of despite themselves. They're not old, they're not aged, they're not wise of the wisdom literature we talk about, but they are going to be faithful even though they're surrounded by the pressure to just fit in and do what they need to do in order to get by. They are then, once this goes up the ranks, there's then no longer positive pressure, but now there's negative pressure. You need to do this. Uh, we're going to now pay our, basically, worship before this idol when we play all of these instruments. I think last year I read all the instruments out, and it doesn't help you for me to read all those out because they're instruments you've never heard of. <laughs> Zithers and things like that. So, wind instruments and percussion, probably more than anything. And harps. Yes, harps. Do they have the threat of destruction before them? And do they budge? No. They remain faithful. They then, the fire is stoked, the flames are going, and you even have the guards that are going to throw them in. It's so hot that they die, they perish from throwing them in. They have an opportunity, you know, it's like that last second. Like the 40 martyrs of Sebastian. It really should have been 41 maybe, but there's one who, before he goes, he says, I'm done, and he gets out of the water. They have the opportunity. This is the last minute. And instead, they go into the flames. It is in the flames that the hymnody spends its time in two different ways, at least from what my, my ears picked up from the hymnody. You get the salvation prefigured by the virgin, the unburnt bush. You also get a Trinitarian, because you have with the three, there's some image here with the angel that comes that there is a Trinitarian action that occurs in our salvation. The three youth are spared the flame, and I encourage you 
especially if you've never read, read, read the Greek version of the book of Daniel. If you've, so let me put it another way. If you've only read the Protestant version of the book of Daniel, you should go back and find, it's in your Orthodox study Bible, if you look it up, there's a different version of Daniel that the church would have read for years. And you get more stuff in it. You get another hymn. We also, so the hymn of Azariah, one of the three of the youth, and you also get the hymn of the three youth. Go back and read that. That would be a nice meditation for the next two weeks. Saturday mornings, Vesper uh, Liturgy, Great Saturday, it's in there. One of the fifth, it's the fifteenth week. Yes. When we open up on Holy Saturday, uh, that is the hymn that when the doors open, the lights go on, that, that is the hymn that comes from the book of Daniel. So we are preparing ourselves for God's intervention, God's salvation that he has worked through the Theotokos, uh, for our salvation. And we have the three holy youth set before us, especially during this time, to strengthen us in their example, but not just in their example, but in what God worked through their faithfulness. That even in the midst of fire, the Lord comes and he makes that fire, the text says, into dew. The Holy Spirit makes it livable. So that whether whatever we are struggling with, whatever temptations, whatever pressures that we are feeling from without, in our faithfulness, God will save us, vindicate us, make it livable through the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have tomorrow morning...